Listener Production. So more and more in the media, we've been hearing about cyber attacks and hacking and how it can impact your life, how it can ruin your life. But for the first time ever, we woke up to Scott Morrison, Prime Minister of Australia, making a big announcement that hacking activity was on the up. Not only was it on the up, he wouldn't mention where it was coming from, but literally said, we've seen a big spike in attacks. Now, if we unpack this a little bit, given I'm exposed to some insider knowledge here, we saw significant increase in volume from one particular country and four very specific steps. Now, these guys were looking for some software that was running four different types of software. So for any of you out there using Microsoft IIS, Microsoft SharePoint, Citrix, or Telerik UI, those are the four things that we saw that big increase in tax that Scott Morrison was talking about. If those systems aren't patched and you live in Australia and you have a business and you haven't patched those, you're likely already breached. You're likely helping other businesses get breached as well. If any of you are using these pieces of software, what these guys were doing was scanning for these vulnerabilities. If you happen to have these vulnerabilities, you were gone. Now, very quickly, these attackers established a foothold in Australia and managed to infect websites, businesses, and then started even using Australian websites and businesses against your businesses and your local installations of SharePoint and all sorts of things. So what I mean by that is once they infected the website, they were then using that to infect more websites. So pretty crazy. We've had the announcement from the Prime Minister. We've suddenly had a whole heap of Australian businesses and websites get taken down. And honestly, it was called a complex and well-thought-through attack. It really wasn't. It was scanning for four pieces of software for four vulnerabilities, and if they found it, they had it. The sad thing is, no matter how much we jump up and down and say, you know, cybersecurity should be taken seriously, it took an announcement from the Prime Minister for everyone to suddenly go, oh, crap, cyber's a big issue. Cyber's been a big issue for the last 10 years, and a whole bunch of Australian businesses are guilty out there for not really giving a crap or still having that she'll be right attitude, and it led to significant impact. We still don't know if we've captured all the sites and the businesses that were infected, and it was a simple attack. Like I said, they scanned for those vulnerabilities. If they didn't manage to get in with those vulnerabilities, they were looking up information about people online. If you're an executive, if you're an accounts payable person, if you're an accountant and you've got privileged access into any of the businesses you work with, you were a target. Now, I'm probably going to get into trouble for saying this, but these particular attacks, well, we saw a spike of activity coming from China at our op center. So everyone doesn't want to blame anyone and I understand that, but let's not even single China out. Constantly we're seeing attacks from Russia, from South Africa, from parts of Western Europe. This is not a new thing. The OS cyber guys got in contact with our government as they saw the same increase in activity as we saw and said, this is serious. We're actually getting penetration here. What I'd, I wouldn't love to say it, but sometimes I think to myself, damn, I'd make a good terrorist or damn, I'd make a good cyber criminal and go back into that world because these guys aren't doing this particularly well. If you go deeper, if you make it more complex, if you use more machine learning, if you use more AI, you can really impact businesses. Like we've said a few times on this podcast before, when we get paid to hack into an organization, we've got a 100% success rate of getting in. 
Now, that just tells me that these guys that are overseas, they're looking for the low-hanging fruit. They might be scanning a million IP addresses looking for these four vulnerabilities, and they know that Australian is, Australia is so lackadaisical about security that they'll find about 17 to 20% of businesses haven't patched their stuff ever. What I mean by patching is going to your firewall, going to your software providers, and downloading the latest updates. Even at the most basic level, the software on your phone is an entry point to a business. The software on your firewalls, these guys were looking for Citrix vulnerabilities. So if you're using Citrix and you haven't checked your versions yet, be real careful. Um, there was another one, a big IP firewall, F5 firewalls, a big vulnerability that came out the other day that allows a single line of code, total access into your business and the websites that run behind those things. There's millions of what we call common vulnerabilities across so many different platforms. Like I said, even going from your phones to your servers to your phone systems at work, there are so many vulnerabilities out there. And if we're not scanning and finding out what these vulnerabilities are, a hacker is. So one of the things that I think is a must do for all businesses, we call it dark vision, one of our products, dark vision, and it gives you visibility of what you look like to a hacker. Now, you don't want to look like the stuffed turkey at Christmas time, ready to whack in the oven and eat and everyone's happy and merry. You don't want to be that as a business. You want to be the stone that looks hard and that you'd have to squeeze like all hell to get any blood or money out of. Every business in Australia will look differently. And I'm shocked time and time again when we do these scans, just how much information is available on businesses on the dark web. And I've covered this before, but we go into a room as executives and we ask them, do you think there's any information about you on the dark web? No one says yes every time. Recently, we found seven out of nine executives in this particular business had password, username information, where their kids went to school, what their role was at this particular organization. Now, this wasn't a particularly notable organization, wasn't a particularly big organization. The information out there is frightening. So you couple that with organized crime, um, your mums and dads who have been fired from their roles and are now become hackers because they need to put food on the plate. Uh, everyone is coming after you. And if you stick with that old attitude that, you know, the IT guys have got it sorted, you're going to get done. And, you know, we've seen so many brands that you would have thought would know better fall over, get hacked, have big data breaches. It's horrible. So here we are. The Prime Minister's made an announcement. Luckily, Australia's finally taking cybersecurity kind of seriously. And we've seen a big increase since COVID started. Now is the time, if ever, to have a good, strong look at your business, have a good, strong look at yourself personally and take some steps. It's not particularly hard to take a few steps to take yourself from that roast chicken dinner to you know, maybe uh, some sandstone or something like that. And you can take further steps to turn yourself into a piece of granite. But let's cover off what the challenge is. So we're actually seeing a super sad thing happen at the moment. People are getting made redundant from their jobs because of COVID. We've got uh, this September deadline looming up where the JobKeeper payments are going to fall off and more businesses are going to go bankrupt. People are taking shortcuts to work from home. People are taking money and a sad trend that we're seeing is the person that you're going to have lunch with tomorrow could be the hacker that's going to take down your business. With these new services that are popping up, now by hacking services, I'm talking about you pay $100 on a website, you upload your contacts list that you downloaded on your last day of work, and a hacker basically works for you to use that contacts database to steal money from them, to steal IDs. So it's a pretty sad state of affairs where 
people you used to work with, colleagues, mums and dads, cousins are now turning to hacking because it's so damn easy and they need to pay bills. And it's happening at every level of society. People who are used to be considered, you know, really wealthy and rich and they've bought all this property in the CBD are suddenly not getting paid rent. A mum and dad who has to pay for childcare coming up suddenly doesn't have the money to keep their child in childcare. If they can't keep them in childcare, they can't keep working. You know what? Screw them. I'm going to upload my Outlook contacts list to a hacker for a hundred bucks and I'm going to get three and a half, four thousand US dollars dumped into some cryptocurrency in return. It's getting that easy and the results and the, the returns are there. So I admit it's tempting. All of a sudden they're presented with this online or dark web link that says, upload your contacts list and we will give you money. And it almost sounds too good to be true, but it's going to be one of those cases, unfortunately, that it's not. So let's just walk through the scenario. Maybe you've got a thousand people in your contacts list. Now, you could be a really bad person and upload everyone, or what a lot of people are doing is they delete the people they really care about, their moms and dads. So the hacker will take your thousand contacts, they'll send a link to everyone, and we all have heard of the, the NAB pay ID, we've talked about it before. So they're going to know what bank you bank with, they're going to say, hey, we know you bank with NAB, we're going to send you an SMS or an email um, for you to change your details. So they now have, let's say out of a thousand people, they have 50 people in your list that have provided their username and password, have infected their work machine or their home machine with, with a ransomware device, and the hacker is going to make a certain amount of money. If the hacker makes, let's say 50 grand, they're going to give you, I think it's about 30% at the moment. So they're going to sit there and give you 20,000 US dollars for this thousand contacts list that you uploaded. I can understand that that's pretty tempting. I, I can completely get it. The, the bit that's not tempting is when you're going to get arrested or you're going to look over your shoulder. It's pretty easy. You know, we'd see examples of it with contract tracing. Where did this come from? Who is the central person, the first person that was infected and sent all these things out? So there are organizations like Interpol that will trace you, like the Australian Federal Police that will trace you. So if you are tempted, and I, I understand it, you know, cash in your pocket, untraceable via cryptocurrency. So generally after you get paid, you actually get paid via cryptocurrency. And surprisingly enough, the hackers that are out there are doing this are quite honest. They will take your lists, they will make money from it, and they will pay you out. They want you to send the next thousand. They want you to tell your friends and get them to send their contacts list. These guys are making a hell of a lot of more money than you are, and they're also washing the data. So you might think it just might be the knock-on effect. You know, your, your mate's business got hit by ransomware. Your mate gave his username and password to his bank, but the bank will pay that money back. But they'll keep washing this data. They'll keep selling it. And that data will be for sale on the dark web forever. And your mate's life could be impacted many, many times over. We've already talked about you're six times more likely to get hit if you get hit once. Imagine that's your mate. And in Australia, where you know we share so much information around our friends. So we talked about before having a coffee with someone and the person across the table could be the guy hacking you tomorrow, they probably know what your mother's maiden name is. They probably know close enough to what your password is. You've probably let them have your credit card pin a few times that time you couldn't be bothered getting up and uh, it was your town to do a round at the bar. We share a lot of information with our friends and colleagues and I'm not saying that everyone should be looking over their shoulders, but be a bit mindful of the temptation that's out there for everyone to turn to the dark side, to turn against each other. Because we are in desperate times, you know, a lot of people, I don't know what the unemployment figures are now, but they're pretty damn high. They look like they're going to get higher in September. I get it. 
I mean, I've been a hacker before in my past, so I absolutely get it. Especially when you consider it has the lowest arrest rate. Now, yes, it has the lowest arrest rate, but if you don't know what you're doing, and you know, a lot of these mums and dads and cousins and Australians, hacking Australians, as we say, using these services online, don't know what they're doing. So you're jumping on potentially on a Windows machine, you're connecting to the dark web, already you're downloading a whole heap of crap you don't even know about onto your device. You're, you're allowing the hacker to enter your home, to enter your webcam, to enter your nanny cams, to enter your life, your bank accounts. So you've just jumped on the dark web with a Windows machine, bad move. Second thing is the police are going to be able to access your logs, your web traffic and all these sort of things. And it might take two years, it might take five years, it might take 10 years, but eventually if you don't cover your tracks properly, you're going to get caught. So again, I hugely advise, even though it's tempting not to go down that route, but yeah, it does have the lowest arrest rate and it does have a lot of perks associated to it. Let's take Ramon Abbas as an example. Now he let Greed get the better of him, and he started to do a lot of hacking activity. He defrauded a bunch of European companies out of a hell of a lot of money. Once he started to make his money, he started to become popular on Instagram, started flaunting it. What he didn't do well was cover his tracks. He left a massive digital breadcrumb all the way back to him over decades. If you don't know what you're doing 100%, even for a seasoned hacker, it's actually pretty hard to cover your tracks effectively. He didn't even really try to cover his tracks. But, you know, he had $41 million in cash in one residence. He had 13 luxury cars, Lamborghinis, Ferraris. His Instagram was full of girls, lavish lifestyle. It's amazing. It's what we all kind of endeavor to have and what we all want. He was the epitome of luxury. He had millions of uh, Instagram and social media followers. Now he's in jail. So we know it's easy. We know the temptations there. We know we're moving into a new world where there's a lot more opportunity for hackers. We know that a lot of people are super desperate. So what are some of the common attacks that we're seeing? We've covered this before, but honestly, one of the most important things you need to do, and I can't harp on about this enough, is update your stuff. Your phones, your laptops, your computers, your modems, your routers, anything you can think of update it. If you use it and it's technical and it's got a screen or IP address or you know you think of it as a gadget, chances are there are updates for these things. People aren't aware of all the updates. People aren't even aware of how much stuff they own that gives them a digital or gives a hacker a digital entry point into your house. Amazon Alexa, Google Home, security systems have been used. Cameras that are supposed to keep you safe have been used as an entry point by hackers to view your cameras, to look at your lifestyle, to know when you're not home so they can sell that information to criminal organizations who then come to your house when you're not home and steal all your stuff. That all starts from not updating your equipment. Every piece of software out there today has multi-factor authentication. It's a pain in the butt. Turn it on. I literally, myself personally, our organization got targeted about two weeks ago Uh, again, from an overseas IP address, and most of our staff got password reset attempts against nearly all their social media accounts, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, eBay, or some of the ones that were targeted for me personally. And the only thing that saved our ass was the fact that we've got multi-factor authentication. And I just started seeing all these pings and codes popping up on my phone. Our security operations center started seeing pings on my personal account in the dark web. 
Not everyone has a secure operations center looking over their back. I'm really fortunate in that case, but MFA warned me before my security operations center did. So that's something you can turn on and enable. The other thing is, if you're a business, make sure you follow the steps. We've posted this on the, on the podcast before, patching your systems, multi-factor authentication, vulnerability scanning. I'm not going to bore you too much with the details. They're well known out there. Go and check out something called OWASP, O-W-A-S-P. Check out, download the link. They've got a whole heap of steps. Uh, the Australian Essential 8 is a good spot to start as well for businesses. But without these things in place, you're going to get hacked. The other one is passwords. Again, we've harped on it, but everyone seems to still have passwords. The best one I found literally two weeks ago was dog. I mean, I love dogs, but they shouldn't be your password. Businesses, if you're out there, make sure you enforce complex passwords. If you have a complex password, it's much harder for a hacker to guess it. Again, if you couple a complex password with multi-factor authentication, there's a lot of steps a hacker has to take to breach into you. Because if you don't get a few of those simple things right, the worst outcomes for people are pretty bad. Let's take it from a business point of view. You hire 100 staff, you know, like we've seen all these big names go into administration recently. That's a hell of a lot of people without jobs. That's a whole heap of families affected. Personally, on a personal level, we've seen horrible things happen to people. People who are still alive and well with their heart still ticking at around about 60 beats per minute, yet the cyber landscape says they're dead. It's a really hard thing to recover from. It sounds almost funny and comical, but if you try and ring up an organization and say, hey, I've just tried to get a loan and my credit file says I'm dead, it actually takes about two years to try and figure that out. You'll be frustrated probably by the person on the other end of the phone saying, no, no, you're deceased in our system. You must be a hacker trying to trick us, but oh, we know better than you. You're actually dead. And it's really there's actually a whole department of lawyers that are dedicated in the state specifically to this style of hack and the insurance fraud around it to actually helping people prove digitally that they're not dead. Credit ratings, when they get affected, take years to come good. Sometimes the best option is just to literally declare bankruptcy and go through that three years of hardship. These things are horrible. When your identity is stolen and people commit crimes in your name and the police come and arrest you, there are just so many bad things that can happen if you don't get those really simple things right. And hopefully... Our Prime Minister getting up and yelling that cybersecurity is important and we're getting targeted and we're in a war against cybersecurity, like we've said for a long time, is enough to wake you up to take those simple steps. It isn't too much to enter a code in every time you log on to your banks. It's frustrating, but just do it. It's way better than waking up with no money in your bank account or in jail or your identity stolen or your insurance fraud, whatever it might be. It's a lot better, trust me. Now... We get exposed to this all the time. If you're worried about this, if you're concerned about it from a business point of view, if you're concerned about it from a personal point of view, give us a call. We've got products out there that will help you. From our dark vision we were talking about before that lets you see what you look like to a hacker. You don't want to be juicy. You want to be that hard rock. If you're a business and you're concerned your IT guys aren't doing the right job, let us test it for you. We've got a bunch of steps that are pretty simple to follow but aren't as easy to see in its entirety for your IT department. We tick all those things off, you sleep well at night, you're insured, everything goes okay, and we continue along and we start to rebound from this crazy COVID, we start to rebound from all these businesses falling over, and we rebuild, hopefully, a new and better society. Hacking is real. People and organisations are being taken down every day. 
If you'd like some professional advice and assistance, go online to ctrlgroup.com.au and we'll help you. Listener.